It's important to point out at the outset of this podcast that unless you're somebody that's irrationally prone to being triggered, this show will require no trigger warnings as it will grant no quarter to any hateful ideas or oversensitivities. Please click to subscribe or hit the like button if you enjoy the podcast. Leave a comment in the comment section below if you're interested in interacting with the show. Be sure to leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you found this podcast as it will truly help the show out. As always, we appreciate any and all the support we receive. Hello, welcome to the Rorschach Show, where we examine a particular image or a controversial topic in an attempt to understand how it has our culture so divided today. How one image or one subject can warrant two completely opposite reactions from two people in our society. Joining me to discuss this today is Curtis, I'm Trav, and you're listening to The Rorschach Show. Have you noticed that in recent years some of the lines defining what is obvious has been blurred? A photograph viewed by the masses of which two opposite narratives are contrived by two separate segments of the population. How can it be, that what seems completely obvious to one portion of society is the complete opposite to the other portion of the population? On this show we will take a look at some of the more infamous photographs that have divided the population, if only at first glance. We will dissect what makes this particular image so divisive. Much like a Rorschach test our first impressions of pictures in society are so diverse by implicated narrative versus visual aid objectionable reporting. Welcome to Rorschach. And we're live. What's going on, everybody? What's up, Kurt? Happy that our sponsors picked us up for a second episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be talking with you today, too, buddy. You're all uh, brushed up on what we're talking about today? I hope so. We're going to find out. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, well, let's fill everybody else in. Who? The American people. Where? The United States of America. When? 1791. What? Well, you probably guessed it. The Second Amendment. Why? Well, we're not so much interested in why it was introduced in 1791, but we're more interested on why we've chosen to divide so rigidly on this subject. Now, Kurt, for anybody who's not familiar with this topic or the content of the Second Amendment, would you mind just rattling it off for everybody so we're on the same page? The right to bear arms? Yeah, so I'll... uh, Sit down, teacher. Put my guy in the spot like that. I'll, I'll, I'll rattle it off for us. I've been kind of, I've been kind of leering at it a few times. So. I felt on the spot. <laughs> the Second Amendment deems a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of any free state. Ratified in 1791, the Second Amendment guarantees the right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed. Generally, when people hear the um, content of the Second Amendment, they generally start breaking down into their own little uh, organized groups of thought on this subject. And the three most common ways that I see people breaking down are one, they think that the government, the police department, the military are the only ones that should have access to firearms. There should be absolutely no personal ownership uh, at all. There's no reason to have guns um, for any reason. If you need a gun, you you could call the the police department. Uh, They think that a document written hundreds of years ago means very little uh, in our society today. There's no way that the forefathers could have, you know, foreseen 
in 2019 the amount of weaponry that, that we'd have access to. And we'll refer to them as the detractors. The second group, and we'll refer to this group as the moderates, are a group of people that generally think the government shouldn't have uh, a monopoly on force. Uh, it shouldn't be the government's mandate to disarm the population. However, in the name of public safety, it's important to exercise some gun control. Number three, and we'll call this group the defenders. And they're the people that think any infringement is a bridge too far. And it's exactly what the forefathers were warning us about. Um, they think that anybody that would sacrifice liberty for safety deserves neither. Uh, Kurt, where do you think you line up on any of those three? And if, if you have an additional group that you could add, feel free if you don't uh, fit. I thought you guys were getting ready to strike. What? Teachers. Just a long lesson this was. We got to recap. <laughs> We gotta recap what these three were again. I forgot what they. Were. Okay, so yeah, so to, to make it easier, you have three categories. The first category, <laughs> the first category is the detractors, the haters. They don't believe the Second Amendment means nothing. It means FA in twenty nineteen, right? The second group is generally the moderates. You're gonna get a lot of rational people in the center where they're gonna say, "Hey, it's not the government's job." to come in and confiscate people's firearms. That's not, we don't want that. But look, maybe we don't want, um, you know, 32 uh, round magazines on the street and stuff like this. You know, they're willing to look at it. it, it generally, they're willing to, to talk about it, have a conversation. And then the third group, and that was the moderates, the second group, and the third group being uh, anybody who will not budge on that subject. So I have my leg... Left leg firmly planted it on the in the second group, but my right leg is oh, get out of here. up the fence on what at option three. Right as of late, you would have asked me this uh, that Vegas shooting in the summer of twenty seventeen uh, when the guy had shot yeah, uh, the rounds into the uh, country concert. Jason Aldean concert. Jason Aldean. I would have both feet firmly planted into. Number two, anyways, at the very least, maybe even leaning a little bit sure. to putting my leg over onto that left side as far as, as I don't know why we need guns. And I've been there too. Period. But as time has gone by and I've got a touch more, uh, I don't want to say educated, but I've, why? I've grown my own opinion just on certain things. So, You've educated yourself on it. Yeah. Uh, but I would say that. You fit most comfortably in that most second category in, in the moderate category. Yeah, no, that's understandable. And I, I was just going to say, there's times in my life where I've fallen into all three categories. Never at once, obviously, because those are all uh, pretty mutual Trusted. categories. So, But uh, there's times in my life where you could have caught me. Um, what do you mean mutual? Well, those those are all mutual to themselves. You can't be in generally two different categories. Yes, right. Unless you're like you came right. at it as a moderate. The way I framed the question was yeah. you can be in the, the first one can be somewhat fluid only really towards the third option, right? Because right. that first option is people that full stop say they should, no you, know, you should confiscate it. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And that third group is saying, well, we can talk about whatever you want as long as it's not guns. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're not touching my guns. Yeah. Right? So in my life, I've been one of the guys that walked around thinking I knew it all and said, why do we have these guns on the mm -hmm. street? You know, there's 
is 2019, we're postmodern, we're never, there's never going to be a tyrannical government again, mm. and blah, 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 right? And then there's times in my life where I've been in the second group, with, where I have a lot of friends that are hunters and, and stuff like that, and I, and I think, hmm, well, that's pretty cool, they're responsible gun owners, and they should have the, the right to that. Yep. But again, now let's bring it back to what we're talking about, the Second Amendment, as it relates to the American Constitution, and that is in place for a different reason altogether. You know, we're kind of going off topic here, but you've heard many times, like, smart people, too. Well, why is it in play? What? Why is the Second Amendment in play? Uh, We had this discussion. Right. Well, which is a great... on the air that it's not a clear-cut explanation. There's many different... Yeah, constitutional scholars debate this. Yes. Because they don't know if James Madison meant a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state was by and large the reason that the that they have the right to bear arms. And 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 it's been kind of adopted in the sense that people this is at least the way that I interpret it anyways. Again, I'm not an expert. Isn't that interesting that even the debate of why it exists is for the people a that debate uh, for the itself. people and it's not and it's not people debating whether we should have the second amendment it's or it. not. It's the people that both say we should have the second amendment. It's a debate of why the second amendment of why amendment it's exists. there. It's very interesting. Right. I think it's went up as far as to the Supreme all Court. Right, so I mean we're not going to get into that debate but real quickly. Well, it's all part of it. Well, what is it? What is Well, the debate, the debate is people that think no, James Madison meant it's only to to stay st- like to stave off a uh, tyrannical government from your government turning on the people and the people not being able to um, de- you know defend themselves yeah. and uh, like for so many reasons that has stayed the way it was written because in a lot of ways all your bill of rights are defended by your right to bear arms so you have the rest of your you have the rest of your Bill of Rights, right? They would all fall off if you didn't have that Second Amendment because yep. that's the enforcement component. Do you see? Yeah. That's part of the importance of it. But maybe that's not what James Madison meant. Maybe James Madison... It, These guys couldn't write it down, eh? Uh, well, yeah, that. no, but <laughs> it's tough. I Definitely, it's tough, especially when it was hundreds of years ago. Not that I discount how smart they were because I think they were... You know, they were very smart for their time, and they've seen a lot. Uh, they've seen a lot of the the challenges that we have today coming. They've put a lot of of checks and balances in there, so that um, so that that wouldn't be amended. Like you know, in that Second Amendment, it's clear that it states shall not be infringed, okay. and there's people that that die on that hill, right? That and that makes them a truly independent nation. It's like. If they started, if they really started mixing with the Constitution, you would see how independent of a country they are. If 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 a if a government official tried to stay in office too long, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? It's not going to be some Hitler type person that's going to come to power in the United States because guess what? We all know the rules of the game, and if they're not played properly, then we have our Second Amendment. And nobody, like you know, what was that movie, The Righteous Kill, with Al Pacino? And he said. Most people respect the badge, but everybody respects the gun. Right, you right. can you, you know you can say whatever you want, but that it's the truth. Okay, and so, the Americans got it right or they got it wrong, but but it exists. It exists, and it's the only place. And it's funny when they wrote it, they said these are not rights that we are granting you. They said these are rights anointed by God. They're God given rights for you to be free. Okay. So the government shouldn't be giving you rights. 
You shouldn't be ruled. You should rule yourself. These are God anointed rights that, that he's anointed you to protect yourself and be free. Only country in the world that did that. The Queen gave Canada their rights. It's important at this point, we could also mention that it, this is two Canadians talking about it. So we're, we're kind of outsiders looking in as America's hat, um, just kind of peering in, in on the Second Amendment here. And in Canada, there's by and large not, not really gun problems and too much gun culture, to be honest. It's definitely not written in any of our sacred documents. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not to say there isn't a beautiful gun culture in Canada. There is. If you if you go to any gun court, like just even to be a, a somebody who can possess and acquire a, a firearm in Canada, you have to go through a safety course. And there's a certain degree of respect and and uh, nobility that comes with that. That you, once you undertake that, you're pretty proud. And 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 other gun owners call each other out. You know, there's very there's there's very little error for gun ownership in Canada. Uh, because there's so many hoops to jump through, which is a good thing. So do you disagree so far, with... As, uh, but only as it's in Canada. Yeah, but so, okay, so on that... But I don't totally think we're free in Canada. That's what I'm saying. Like, this, that's a totally different dis- discussion. Yeah, sure. In the United States, they have freedom of speech, and that will be defended. We don't. Yeah. And it's going to only get worse, but as of right now, we all think we have free speech. But it could change just like that. So, and we'd have no way to defend it and right. to uprise, you know, on a gun. Anyway, separate in, story. That's yeah. It's but but you're saying no, day. no. But you're saying, how does it relate to us in Canada? Well, we're talking about uprising okay. against the government. All right. Well, I'll use your own point that you said that we, by and large, don't have an issue here. So let's compare the two. They have the right oh, to bear yeah, arms, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then so I mean, want the, I mean, the argument that you almost just laid out is that what we're doing seems. The most logical. Yeah. No, for sure. Okay. It would be a beautiful thing if they if they put into our, our Bill of Rights that we do have the right to bear arms as and well. And arguably we would have the same problems that the U.S. has. What's the same problems? Well, do they not have more shootings than what we have? And we have more people. We got to make sure we're, we're not being exposed to a virtue signaling false media at times okay. too. Right. Right. <laughs> Like, there's a reason that we don't hear about all the the times that guns have saved people. We only hear about the times that guns have hurt people. Pretty pretty close in population size. What? U.S. population. 330 million. 330. And we have 30 million. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Important, important um, number I just dropped off. I thought, yeah, I misunderstood what you said, and that's how I went in this opposite direction. I thought you just had said their population was smaller, and that's why I was like, well, that's not right. Have you been drinking? I know. I'd love to have that back. <laughs> no. I, so what is your point on that? Your point, you're just saying law of probability well, or law of large numbers. You're saying yeah, yeah, that because we sure have, they a have more thing. shootings because there's more people and they have more guns. But guess what? Country's never going to be invaded. Yeah. The, literally, back in World War II, they asked the um, emperor of Japan, is your plan to invade the United States? And he said, basically, hell no. If I went to the United States and tried to invade, there'd be a guy behind every tree with a gun. They yeah. will never be invaded. All right, so let's go back to what the initial thing is because we got way off base here. That why? was in part why they 
the Second Amendment was ratified and introduced in 1791. Was so half the population wanted to fight off incoming forces, and half the population wanted to fight off a potential army that they all had turning tyrannical. Yeah, okay, and then what about the other half? That's two halves. What do you mean? That's one half. One half wanted it to protect one half themselves was worried the about people coming in, yeah. and the other half was worried about the people that were worried about people coming in turning on their own people. Okay. Okay, so now let's jump ahead to where we are today. Okay. And why your hand feet are firmly planted on that. On the third, third category. I, yeah, we're kind of brushing with it too. And and, and I, again, we're just having fun here. So I, I'm not completely cemented in it, but I am more and more that I pay attention to history and the events in history that have happened and the disarmed people that like life never got better in areas that were disarmed. Venezuela was disarmed before they became communists and they've been eating tree bark there for three years now. Uh, it happened in, in, in Russia and Ukraine and 30 million people died. It happened in the Great Leap Forward in China when they, everybody melted down all of their um, rifles and their way to protect themselves, all for a way to get China ahead. That was back in the 70s and, and it's arguably 100 million people starved and died because of that. They had no way to say, wait, 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 our government's screwing us. 100 million people died. You look at the, the Jews were disarmed in Germany in the 1930s. Well, that didn't turn out too well, it goes without saying. There was no ownership for the Jews to own rifles and, 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 and protection for themselves before they were, you know, basically all rounded up, the way I understand it anyway. So just for fun, let's say that I removed the second option. And I put a gun, so now I've handicapped you, and no pun intended, I'm putting a gun to your head. You have to pick <laughs> the set. You have to pick since you have to remove the second category. You have the third category, the first category. Yeah, I pick the third category. I don't it's think an easy one, right? I just don't think it's fair that the government would step in and say that. Awesome. So why do you think that? What's your opinion rooted in there? I think my opinion's rooted in that we fought two world wars. So if I want to do this, then I should be able to do this. If I have improved otherwise that I'm a problem, yeah. then I should be able to do I this. I think that's very black and I'm white. I'm free. I'm William Wallace. I'm yeah. a free man. I say it's black and white when those are the two options Right? Presented. Yeah, no, 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 I know. I know. Gun to your head. You're handicapped. You're not allowed to bring up that second option. Yeah. You only have two. Yeah, it's option... It's option the, three. It's option three. Fantastic. Okay. Again, we'll just drill down a little further. Out of those two categories, who do you think are more likely to be forcing their ideology upon you. The people, the guy that says, hey, look, I'm going to have, you can, You don't have to have a gun, but as long as I'm a law-abiding citizen, as long as I'm jumping through all the hoops, I'll have my gun to protect my family or whatever the case, whatever my fears are, as long as I'm jumping through all the hoops. This especially goes for Canada. Like, you know, especially with all the gun control and everything like that. It's like, yo, if you can prove... That you're, you know, you're a law-abiding citizen. You're, you're, you know, you have good um, practices for handling, for storing, for shooting, for transporting. Then, yeah, no, I think you should one hundred percent be allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. So you, we didn't go anywhere on that. You're saying if I'm saying I'm that individual who says. That do you, you, don't, you don't need to have a gun, but I'm going to have a gun. You, are you saying are they forcing their ideology? No. Are you, so you're I'm saying, saying so which of those two categories is going to force their ideology upon other people? Is it the guy that's saying, no, I'm going to have it? Or no, is gonna it going to be the first category that says, no, you can't have it. As a matter of fact, you'll become a criminal yeah, if yeah. you... It would be that individual that's saying no guns. It's the first one. 
right? He's going to force you. She's going to force you. Mm-hmm. The same person that's going to tell you there's no reason that you should have to worry about this yeah. is going to force you to not have protection. Something eerie about that to me. Okay. You know? Yeah. Especially when you have somebody that, that you've... Now you've asked me why I think the third category. Mm-hmm. And this is why. I think the third category because, look, all I care about is protecting my own. And 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 if I was an American, I'd be part of the group that said, hey, just as a responsible American, it's important to me that I do exercise my Second Amendment right so that had it ever happened, I could join a well-regulated militia in the sense that, no, I don't think my gun could take out a tank. I don't trust that, but I trust me, you, my brother, and my dad having a gun if the tank showed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that and that's just that's just mm-hmm. me saying that as symbolism for the rest of my town. I would hope that they would be, you know, responsible gun owners and and have a good head on their shoulders, but be able to fall in line and, and we all help each other out. Yeah, no, I do think that that's a good way to keep a government honest as speaking from the American perspective. Right. Right. In Canada, by and large, we're not really worried about an uprising, but, and we don't have a gun crime or culture so far, you know, as it stands right now in 2019. But those are the, those are some of the reasons that I think that. So do you not think that's an extreme ideology? In what sense? Even using the word in 2019, uh, sorry, even using the word tank in 2019 as though. Well, I've just heard it said to me so many times that like even by like relatives, my own dad saying, you know, what, what would your, what would your assault rifle do against uh, uh, like the, the government? And, and And it does stop you in your tracks. You do feel like an idiot for just a second. And then if you can kind of wade through that uncomfortable feeling, you could maybe like I heard it said by that Steven Crowder online and and he's the first one that kind of gave me that talking point and I and I put some thought into it too and I was like yeah absolutely that's exactly what I would think it's like no I don't think I'm going to be able to to stop the police nor would I want to and hopefully the police are my friend and and we and we help each other and I'm not saying you you have to hate the police mm-hmm. I'm saying we should be integrated with the police that's a whole different conversation but I'm just saying, should there be a need to protect my family, my community, I'd like to still be able to jump into that fray. Right. You know, does that clear that up a bit? Nah. I mean, not really, only because you're not answering the question outside of... Rephrase it. It's an extreme ideology that you have in that regard, using the word tank in this metaphor in 2019... That, so you're just answering the question of, do I think that uh, an AK or an assault rifle would stop a tank? And you're saying, no, that's not the question. The question is, do you think that that's an extreme ideology of saying that a tank is going to show up and try to take your gun? Oh, oh, no, that's a great question. I see what you're saying. You're saying, you're saying. I'm well, saying you can have a handgun and you can have a rifle. Yeah. But why do we need to have a, an assault rifle? Uh, because it should be my right. Right. As, as a, and then, so from there, we move on to, it's your right to defend your home, right? And then we right. get into the discussion of a tank. But in our lifetime, we've never been able to, like... It's in not, this country. In the, exactly. Even more to my point. What's going on in Hong Kong right now? Right. People are right. shooting protesters. Yeah, and if we were living, if this podcast was happening in Hong Kong, I mean, it would probably be a much different discussion and I would be all in. A threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Sure. I mean, it's tough for that to be the case because, at least from my 
perspective. That's just not what I've what I experienced now, and it's not what I've experienced in my years previous. Again, so that's that's fair. I can only take it at face value. So like when these things come up, it's not to feel stupid, but it's like, so what? What do you need a assault rifle? For? You can't hunt with it, right? Or can you? No, for the most part, you can't hunt. So you with can't it. hunt with it. So then, like, it's like, are you doing target practice with it? Like, I get if you said yes, if one hundred percent, you're like, I'm, just I'm like, exercising my I'm, right to have it as a sovereign citizen. I guess the you probably and just in, to me, you would be better off in my own mind if this was an argument. Again, only if, if I'm the judge in my own head saying I just like an assault rifle. I think it's cool. I'm an enthusiast and I love perfecting my aim. And I want a assault rifle. Okay, great. It's when we get into the thought process. Uh, but I don't because... care about all that. No, I'm. No, you're right. I, I am more radical than that. Okay, perfect. No, well, no, no. I don't it. care about all that. I don't even like it when people uh, refer to hunting when they're talking about the Second Amendment. It bothers me. Sure. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like when people use that as a talking point to say, oh, what do you, what do you need that for? You can't hunt with it. Yeah. It's like, well, who said anything about hunting? And I guess it's a slippery slope, but I mean, that's why it's tough for me to get behind this discussion when it's like, it's, we have to get radical to get to that point, right? The only way that this becomes a discussion is I have to agree that there is the potential in this country, in this day and age, that the government says no guns and then comes and forcefully tries to take the gun. Or makes them a criminal. Right, so we have to get get to that point, right? That's but the that, only that way point's being pro- proposed by the leadership of this country right now. Yeah, and it's not we're not there yet, and it hasn't happened. And they've tried to do something similar with the long gun reform registry, registry, and then that backfired and didn't happen. Yeah. So I mean, is it but, too late to have that discussion after it happens? I guess 100%. it is. However, it's difficult for me to get to that point when. I've never had to experience it in my life. I mean, my father never had to experience it in his life where they came and took the guns. Am I wrong on right. that? So, I mean, I guess But that's, that's why... We, okay, so point. let me ask you this. And they're not you, saying you can't have a gun. Is that what, is that what the, the Canadian government is saying at this point? I thought they were just saying you had to register... No. They're going to get... They're going to do what's called a, a government buyback, which means turn your guns in until you have a certain amount of time, and when that gun's not turned in, you'll be a criminal. You'd be an, a law-abiding citizen your whole life, paying taxes, um, making sure you stayed out of trouble. But because you had a, a piece of machinery that just you think that I shouldn't think I need to have, mm-hmm. turns me into a criminal. When I have always stored it and safely operated it and safety, safely transported it to and from the range, I've yep. practiced with it, I've done everything I've I've had to do to have it. But just because of an emotional feeling that you have, I should have to have that emotional feeling too and change it. And I don't feel that way. I, I think that that's crazy to make a, a, a huge portion of, in this case, in Canada, there's 2 million gun owners in this country alone, making 2 million people potentially criminals if they don't turn in their guns. I think that's crazy. When the, when the real problem, what they try and scare all of us with is gang crime, handgun crime. It's all stuff that's illegal guns. Right. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, this is a different talk, like a side to anecdotal story, but I was watching um, that guy, Sammy the Volgravano, talk on a recent uh, thing, and he was laughing. He's like, I will, bad John guys. Gott, John Gotti's. Yeah, John Gotti's underboss, and um, 
I think he, he ratted out John Gotti over and three, yeah, over three. I'm not sure exactly how right. it went. I don't even know if he ratted him out. Okay. I, I just I know he was tied. I just up want to with, put a reference to who that was. So yeah, it going. was the John Gotti era. Yeah, but he said bad guys will always have their guns. Something we all know, right? Yeah. And he goes, he stops himself halfway through, and he's like, "I will always have my gun." Like basically looking into the camera, like, "Are you guys so stupid that you're gonna let all these emotional um, ide- ideologues?" change the rules right under you and they're going to use political correctness to make sure you don't say anything back like the Mm -hmm. second that you the second you push back on this it's like why do you need that gun do you not care about the kids it's like no i really care about the kids i have a whole bunch of scenarios in my head of martial law or the floor falling out on the economy or something happening and all i know is that i'll have a gun when i need a gun i'll have a gun because i've been law-abiding citizen my whole life and i've jumped through all of the complicated challenging hoops to make sure i could stay that i'm not going to have people come and remove that right just as some political football saying look what we did you know the liberals come out and say you know we've we've removed this many guns off the street it's like well you didn't remove any of the guns that are doing the gun crime off the street and i would agree on that point wholeheartedly yeah we're not solving the problem in that manner. And I mean, there's no one in this room but that's, all they're that's proposing. making the argument that we should be giving our guns back. Who's that? I said there's no one in this room right now that's oh, making yeah. that discussion, right? I'm not in agreement. You're not in favor of a not, buyback or a registry. No, not at all. No. Not at all. Yeah. Unless, on the topic of registry, you can tell me that there that will, in the long run, eliminate crime related to firearms. All right, well, again, you're not firmly in that third group, but that would affect you if you did want membership in that third group because... Let's just have that talk real quick. But wait, okay, go ahead. So, our registry is, I go to Mike's gun shop down the road, and I go to to get a a gun. I have to register and say, I live at blank street, and this is the weapon I just bought, and here's the serial number. Is that essentially it? Yeah. So, if you can tell me that the police of whatever city or municipality that I'm in when there's a crime and they can, if they can do forensics on whatever the the casing or however that would work out and say that it came from nine, six, whatever the serial number is. And they can trace that back to that individual. You're that trusting of the government. No, they wouldn't just, that's not the discussion. That's solely stay within the confines of just that. If you're, if that was the discussion given to me, you'd be okay with it. Yeah, I would. I would t- if that's what it is. So you do trust the government that much that in that scenario you'd be okay with it. In that scenario, you trust the government not, enough not to just not find the guy who shot the shot. You trust the government enough to never screw anything up and just come and 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 pull those guns out from you. Or or there's a whole slew of terrible scenarios that could come from that. Yeah. The government knowing that they could yeah. come, they come do no door knock checks on your house. And I know you're going to say, well, what do I care? I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, what about when, what do you counter that to though? Like I can counter that right now. Go ahead. Well, what if a crazy government comes in and starts saying, this is wrong. And now what I do is wrong. Is the government still allowed to come in and do, yeah. change that? I mean, I, like I said, we're flooding three hundred thousand uh, new people from a different right, country. So I'll just stop right there because we're getting too far off on that. Like 
on I'm just going on that analogy and then you're expanding it into Well the governments can change. They could go to Sharia law. Sure. Right. And okay. if they went there, they could kick my door in now legally and me being a politically correct saying sorry, good Canadian, yeah. I would just say, Yeah, no, that's right. Now oh I am am I a criminal now? Yeah. They have us so twisted. They have us so twisted now that they could confuse us thinking we're we've made criminals of ourselves. It's like mm-hmm. it's time that you really look at your rights because the road to hell is paved in good intentions. Sure. That's the bottom line. Yeah. It's like we could give all of our rights back. Again, what I was going back to that third category that we laid out in the premise was there are people that say, look, I don't want you to change your life. As long as I don't do anything wrong, don't come for me. I won't come for you. And, you know, non-aggression principle. But almost a little – I'm now I'm going to be radical just for fun. Yeah. I, I, hang on. I don't want to move off this. So hold on. I want to get my point out as well here. So let's get away from governments changing. Let's just go on the thought process of that's the manner that it's using. Can we agree that that's useful? No. Okay. Then – it's not wartime. You don't use the military on your own people. You, you're but that's pre- not what's happening. Yes, though. it is. It's your, your government is using intelligence on you. Okay, but on that, so there's a crime. Let's just stay and it's a hypothetical. This is a perfect world and the government's not turning on you, right? Why wouldn't you? Why is that a bad option? Because the government can't ha- be spying on us. But they're not spying. This is not spying. There's no spying. This is only an information they are freely giving because... This will assist in reducing gun crime. Well, I'm not sure it will reduce any gun crime. But it'll just they, be way more spying than any reducement of gun crime. Right, right. So, okay, so we can move and, off and on this. No, we're not going to get you want, at it. No, but and I haven't even made my point about the third category yet. Okay. The, in the third category, it, again, I've forced you into that category, either that one or the first. Yeah. But I was saying... We would revoke your membership in that third category when you start talking about a gun registry because anybody that would sacrifice their liberty of themselves and their family in the name of safety deserves neither. Okay. Meaning, if you if you get emotionally scared into a whole bunch of propaganda, don't let that come and affect my life. I'm well, I'm well grounded in my own values and principles. So just because you, there's been some things happen doesn't mean you're going to come and take my pr- protection from me or make me a criminal. And if you do, and again, this is as an had I have been given the rights that the as an that the Americans have, this is what I would be saying is, hey, I will always be protecting myself as long as I'm a law abiding citizen. I'll always be protecting myself. You know. And come for me otherwise mm-hmm. is, is my thoughts on that subject. And, and it all relates back to the government because mm-hmm. we're talking about the Second Amendment that was written by the government for a whole nation. And it's a pretty unique concept because it's the only country in the whole world and history that has put it in their constitution to say, these rights are not being given to you by the king, by the crown, by the government. These are recognized and anointed by God. They're handed to you as a free man. This is how you protect yourself. This is how you check and balance your government. And it has flaws. And nobody wants to have to be their own opinions leveraged against the fact that some crazy person has went into a school and harmed uh, anybody. Because that is for sure what nobody wants. But I, I... I don't see how that's a, an equivalency is if you're not willing to give up all your protection, then you don't care about the kids. Well, I care about my kids and I'm going to be protecting them. 
And this is one of the ways that I would protect myself. I think they got it right, you know. And again, there's some byproducts that are good and there's some byproducts that are bad. Crazy people might get access to firearms, man. They'll also, as a country, that'll never be invaded. It would, will never be invaded. You could go to the cities and you'd get a whole bunch of guns. You'd go to the country and you'd be met with a whole bunch of artillery. Yeah, I mean, everybody plays by gentlemen. That's just such a radical rules. discussion to be had. Like, it almost shuts me down on it because, like, when we start talking about invasion, like, in North America, we're not being threatened to be invaded at this time. Uh, you can come at me with propaganda that would say otherwise, but, like, again, I, that's never been a threat in my lifetime of our country being invaded, right or wrong. You're going to say wrong. I, I can see it coming already. But. Well, because I, I look at history. It's my own opinion. I can't change them. I'm not a scholar, but I, anything that I pay attention to, it helps sculpt my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I'm not naive. I'm not, yeah. I'm not I somebody like I'm who's... I'm not naive either, but like on the basis of invasion, when we're saying the word invasion to either Canada or the United States, Yeah. I mean, it's... A country, that's, a country that is bringing in 8% uh, of their population in refugees every year yeah. could turn into an invasion in less than a decade. Okay. The United States, having a million illegals cross the border, could turn into an invasion yesterday. Okay. China has over a billion people. Okay, now hear me out. Let me get through this real quick. For the last how many years, we've kind of rolled our eyes, laughed it off as a joke. The Chinese have a policy that you can only have one child. So pick wisely, right? What are you going to do? You're going to have a boy, right? So the name carries on, right? Well, they've, and we all know this. We, I, know, I heard this in kindergarten, yep. like oh, grade school, yep. where in China that happened and they would get rid of the girls. If you had a, girl, if you had a baby and it was a girl, they would get rid of it. That was, a, that was a common practice. It might probably still is. I don't know. But that happened, right? So hear me out. You have a billion people. They all have boys. All the boys can't get laid. I'm serious. This all relates back to this. There's no women there, bro. Now they're pissed off. Now they, they've been militarizing for a long time. What's to stop them from not calling in their bets and or calling in their debt and saying, all right, well, why don't we move over? You know, if you guys take 25 million this year, then we'll call it good of our people so that they can come and swamp our area and change our way of life will have to be um will have to be accountable to the to the communist co a party of china mm -hmm. how can you not even see that as a possibility there is no women there a place that is only men will turn into a fight it's a powder keg yeah. so yeah i do see an invasion i do see an invasion being a lot easier in a country that's invadable versus a country that's not. Yeah. I heard, I was listening to Rogan the other day, and I heard him say um, how funny, not funny, geez, how how wild it would be if, if one of these towns was taken over by Mexicans. He's like, you'd see how fast these hillbillies would be packing their cartridges. Yeah. And it's like, I bet he's not wrong. I bet he's not wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I mean. It's like, we, it's best to not laugh at ideas. It's best to discuss them, especially for, with people. And I'm not a history. I don't have any degrees. But I, as, as somebody who never missed a class in history, who it was the only class I really was getting A's in was history class, met my first girlfriend in history class. It was my, I, history class is the only class that I ever paid attention in. So I'll take that for what it will. If anything less, 
I just enjoyed paying attention to history. And the stuff that I paid attention to would lead me to believe it's important that you kept uh, your government as worried about you as they are about them. And that's not saying uprising's the way to go. I'm not, and nor would I ever think that. I'm saying it's important that governments don't become tyrannical and that they know they don't have that option on the table. Yeah. It's very important. What do you think? Are we getting somewhere? No, I don't think we are. I think we, uh, are we you further into the second category? Uh, it's funny. These conversations only push me into the second more to like want to debate. Only because I think you're... We're on different ends of the spectrum in this degree. That's good. Well, what do you mean? What I feel like we're. I just can't we're have more a dis- distance now than yeah, we're. Yeah, we. I think we definitely are because I think once you start, like I mentioned, you start throwing these words around of like invasion and tanks. Like it's just not something I can relate to. It's not something I can even foresee. So, like for me to get behind the discussion makes it even more difficult for me, and then makes it makes the distance between us even further. Can you agree that it's happened in history? For sure. I can also agree that we fought world wars and came out on the right side. Yeah, but can you not see our cultures changing since then? Yeah, I mean, that. I, I can agree that things have changed, sure. Are changing more well, rapidly? I mean, yeah. You, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. If it's happened before and our culture is changing drastically, how is it not relevant? That's the thing I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, who could say? I don't know. I, I don't have the answer to that. Yeah, no, definitely. No, it's just something we're talking about. I mean, I don't um, I don't hate anybody's opinion. I don't share that first category's opinion at all anymore, at least at this point in my life. Yeah, I think we've both agreed on that as well. Where do you think your whole opinion on this is grounded from? Do you think that you've given it some a whole bunch of thought? Do you think that it's... I mean, I think we've already agreed to it, so... You're saying take what we do here and it's clearly working and then take what the States has done. And I think we can agree that it's probably not working to the to the best degree. So you're saying that it's the law of large numbers, right? If you take partly, a partly. big part, if you take a big collection of data, right, it's essentially insurance, right? So I don't want to insure 10, all 10 homes on the same street, right? Because I'm not spreading out that risk. And the probability of of there becoming an issue with the more houses that I insure is likely. Does that make sense? I think so. So you're taking the same explanation or metaphor and applying it to the United States and saying, well, they have 300 million and we have 30 million. So of course they're going to have many more issues or occurrences or, you know, whatever word you want to use because they have so many more people. So of course that that's, that's and they have more access to firearms, right? So, okay, perfect. Even saying that, more access to firearms, I feel like that... Well, there's just no question. Right, okay. There's just no question. Right. If we had access to the firearms, maybe. All right. Doesn't maybe that the same thing. Though? Like, why would we want to have that? Then? Like, you have because ac- that's the price you pay for liberty. Well, you, but we have liberty here, and you have access to firearms here. I think that we have less and less liberty. Okay. Which is my point. Okay. I think that we have less and less liberty. And you're basing that on freedom of speech, and what else are you basing that on? Freedom of speech, the ideologues that are running the country, the Im- immigration that's coming in, and we're not being even asked about it, and there's no assimilation happening. Yeah. That's just even to get started. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there's a campaign that's going on right now, that if you even ask questions, you're a racist, bigot, hateful, um, any other pejorative you want to use, 
is is a huge problem to me. Yeah, I do. I think it's horrible. I think that uh, not that people should not be radical. All I'm saying is as we talk about such an incendiary topic, it's important to actually talk about the 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 reason that it was there and maybe has the reason is the reason not valid to have it anymore. That's the talk. Mhm. And we've got absolutely nowhere on it. No, we've I mean, I don't, I don't think we were ever going to, because that's what this topic does. Right. Right? I don't think there's... Divides. Any, yeah. Yeah. But at least we can still be neighbors in that in the we premise that we frameworked. That. Yeah. And, and that's something to be said about that. But I guess we'll just wrap it at that. Thanks for sitting down for another episode um, of The Rorschach Show. Always. All right, and thank you for listening at home. It's been fun process for us. We're still kind of working out any kinks, but do us a favor and, and like and subscribe and do uh, everything you can to help the show if you liked it. Uh, interact with us so we know what you want to hear more of. Thanks a lot. Talk to you next time. I got a voice that you never heard. Maybe not never because you heard crying. Communication's tough, but I'm sure trying. But I'm sure trying. Trying. But I'm sure trying it, and still trying it, and still trying it.